Too Many Comics, episode 184. Brooks, we are uh, we are at least a, two in a row now of a weekly schedule. That's impressive. That's great. I take care of my kids. <laughs> I, want, I want credit for that. So we're at least making it happen. I'm happy to be uh, talking some books. I think the, the big piece of news, even though I have it last year in the follow-up because I just added it, but tomorrow we will be recording our interview with Kelly Thompson. That's amazing. I'm scared. Are you prepared? No. I'm never prepared for these things. I'm never. You make fun. I'm. I just. I get so nervous. Like I want to seem credible in this arena. Don't you get it? Fifteen minutes beforehand, just like a final. <laughs> Cramming. Yeah. Well, it, yes, that, that was was my style. Yes. That's everybody's style. I'm not alone. Every smart kid's style. So you sound smart. Mm-hmm. Thanks, buddy. All right, first bit of news. We've got uh, DC sets Sean Murphy's Batman White Knight sequel for July. So this is a book that we uh, we both very much enjoy, the Batman Batman White Knight. Uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight is the follow-up, officially launching in July out of DC. I mean, I greatly enjoyed that first run. Yeah, it was Big awesome. Time. And it felt like it didn't get as much pub as it should have. How did I even hear about it? But when I definitely read it, I re- I think I got like a first like free issue kind of thing, and then I just bought the whole thing. I loved it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I mean, I mean, high hopes for the second. I mean, Sean Murphy is also an amazing artist, so I'm good with that. I agree. We agree. All right. For uh, once. Marvel Studios said they won't use the X-Men for, quote, a very long time. Okay, so I did see this. So, And I agree. There's no way to fold this in. And this is on, on hot on the heels of I also read Kevin Feige say that uh, Endgame is going to be sort of the uh, fade out or it's some, 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 some type of – this is the end of the of some kind for the Avengers. So I think we have a lot of pivoting to do. So yeah. what, what would you expect? And they've got a lot of movies planned already over the next, what, three to four years probably. So I can't imagine they would spin it up that soon. So you're probably – I mean I, I would say earliest would be five years. God. Right? I mean <sighs> they've got Spidey. They've got Black Widow. I mean, I hear you. Guardians but... of Galaxy 3, Doctor Strange 2, Black Panther 2, um, the thing that Angelina, the Eternals. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of things planned, and they typically only do two movies a year, uh, maybe three, depending on if it's like a Spider-Man one that is sort of half counts. So, yeah, it makes sense. Well, thank you for acknowledging that Spider-Man only half counts. <laughs> but... <laughs> but, yeah, I I know. I just I just sucks that we're getting old. I uh, I have this next bit in follow-up, just because it's something that we've talked about numerous times on the show, that being Saga, which is the long-running book from Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. You and I have discussed a few times how long we thought this book was going to go, and I think we kind of settled around the 100-issue mark, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, we have uh, an official number now. We've, we have learned that we are halfway through. This big break is ha- considered halfway through, and they're at 54 issues. And so it's going to be 108 issues, and they're putting out a big, a big, huge paperback of the first 54 issues that people can pick up. So uh, we know there's an end in sight. We know we're like six or seven years from getting there. That's crazy. That's a long, that's a long book. It's going to be an, an epic run. Yeah, it is. But God, when we're seven. done reading this book, my little daughter will be seven or eight years old. <laughs> uh, I, Isn't that nuts? It, my, my illegitimates could be in high, in high school. But, to think uh, of when I started reading this book to when it's going to finish. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Insane. Life was a highway. So I don't know if you've been keeping up to date with Cloak and Dagger thus far. Um, I have I really haven't. Have okay. you? Uh, I have not second season, no. we 
the wife and I have been watching something else on Netflix. Um, so, been, but I, I did watch but, the. What, but, but what have you been watching? I uh, we've Netflix. been watching Ozark. Not Sabrina. No. Jesus, come on, dude. All it's right. Good. All right. Good lord. Um, so have not caught up with Cloak and Dagger though. And this is multiple times I've seen a story like this that Cloak and Dagger is actively trying to make the Runaways crossover happen. I'm done with that. I feel like it's been mentioned enough to where there's some birdies in the ears. Disney's got a lot of things going on now. You could easily make these two things cross over a little bit. Um, Freeform and Hulu. Like, sure, why not? I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. Because I also think that Cloak and Dagger needs the Runaways because <laughs> I like the Runaways better. But, uh, yeah, fine. Well, either way. So last week, we settled on Faithless number 1 to read. Uh, we did so because this was a Brian Azzarello book. Uh, yeah. known to me for, for a hundred bullets and obviously a lot more than just that uh, out of boom studios. This was about faith, sex, the devil. Here's what I think when I, when we read the preview last week, um, I kind of really didn't know what to expect whatsoever. And what I'd got was even like far more out there than I thought. Yeah. I was expecting it was like not a porno, but borderline like, <laughs> Well, I mean, like it was lacking story and more just like shocking art per se. But what do you mean? Describe what you saw. Um, lots of sexy time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) trying to keep it PG. I'd be worried about reading this in front of people on the train or the plane. Right? It was Uh, it was out there. Okay, so so it involves this. There's like a witchcrafty kind of thing and like a like a free spirited friend and then somebody commits suicide and next thing you know they're partying and then they're having a same-sex relationship and then what's really happening that's if if i can if i can make that a haiku (laughs) (laughs) that's that's basically what we got but what the fuck right yeah i mean what's your level of interest in this book even just knowing like where the story goes you don't have to read it like if you just read some reviews like do you even care to do that (laughs) <laughs> out of 10 yeah okay i can respect that i mean I, I think at some point i'll probably read a review that comes through i mean otherwise the this somebody out there is is reading this book and loving it but it it really missed the mark with me i mean because if you want to look at pornography there are other channels to do that indeed so and it doesn't involve murder and suicide and uh maggots <laughs> <laughs> if I have to like put that out there, I mean, I mean again, again, and, and it happens so fast. I mean, I, I definitely read, I want to say halfway through, if not two thirds through the synopsis being like, what, what do we, what am I expecting here? So, and, and that's, is that my fault as a reader or, or as a writer? I don't know. I don't know. I hate to like, I wish I could, maybe I'll go find some, some interviews with Brian as to, what the driving force was well, that I think I'd be more interested in that than knowing how the story plays out of just like where this book came from, um, from someone that's like written 100 bullets and then doing this. It's like, what, what part of your brain did this come from? Like what, what led to this? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of sexy part of your brain? Yeah. Yeah. You're getting after it here. All right. Well, All right, fine. So aside from that, so for next week we had very little on the docket in terms of brand new number ones. Nothing. So, we had just talked the the last show about the top image books that you should be reading right now. We noticed that the number one book that was posted in there, we had not read one bit. Uh, and that being Infidel. So we are going to read number one of Infidel, number one of five, which is a haunted house story for the 21st century. Infidel 
follows an American Muslim woman and her multicultural, multiracial neighbors who move into a building haunted by entities that feed off xenophobia. Okay. Well, apparently this is great. Sounds sounds very current. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be uh, up on things. (laughs) Yeah. Gonna be woke. (laughs) Gonna be woke. So I didn't have, I don't think I had anything from my subscriptions that hit this week. So I'll tell you what I did do. Uh, Knowing that we had Kelly Thompson coming up, I went through the uh, Comixology Unlimited to see what was available out of her library of of some more recent stuff. So like her, basically her Marvel stuff. So I got caught up on, I think I'm not fully done with the second run of her Jessica Jones. I think I've got one more issue, like a half an issue of the the number three. Um, So I'll finish that before tomorrow. So peeped up on Jessica Jones, the West Coast Avengers, which I had let off. Um, If we remember us always talking about it. Definitely always enjoyed the Kate Bishop aspects. There were some characters in there that weren't quite for me. Um, I went back through and actually read those, picked them up. I don't think all of them were on Unlimited, but I made a, I think I paid a few bucks for to just finish off uh, what was go, at least buddy. available. Yeah, um, it's good. I mean, I still I'm not into most of those characters, but listen, I loved her Hawkeye run. Uh, you see the bits and pieces of that here. Um, she's she's obviously great at writing Kate. Um, Lots of cool things. I just wish maybe we, I could swap out a few of those few of those people. And then I'd totally forgotten that she had written uh, any of the, the A-Force. So I forget who that was. Was it G. Willow Wilson that launched that? Yeah. Okay. So so Kelly must have taken over at some point. Uh, there were two. It looks like she had a part in the first trade and then was like the main writer for the second trade. Um, caught me. It must have been a relaunch of it. Because I don't remember the first one having Nico from The Runaways in it, but... Um, I, th- I, I think she, I think she was in there. Was she always there? Part. Okay, I think so. I think so. Well, then I'm, I must have completely erased from my mind. But uh, I read through these two trades of A Force. Uh, these were fun. This is a team of Nico, Captain Marvel, uh, She Hawks in there, um, Dazzler, Medusa, and who's I'm trying to remember the name of this other one. It was somebody that I had never seen before. Singularity. Yes, one. Yeah. So this was super interesting. I actually pretty pretty much enjoy, enjoyed this. Um, again, she she writes great characters, and and one thing I would, I'm very interested in talking to her about is if she is like all all of her books are female driven. Um, you know, and and I might say that she sort of writes them better than anyone right now. Um, and I don't I know. Mean, if that's... I mean, I mean, I think honestly, dude, her Jessica Jones is as good as it ever was. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I love that book love she, it she i feel like and it's to say you know I, and i don't want to make west coast avengers seem terrible just because there are a few characters that didn't hit with me like it was still a good i mean i read through it all even not liking some of the characters much like i've watched a lot of good tv shows of, of characters that i don't don't really like the side characters um and that's that should speak a lot to her writing of of piecing together a story you know making the main characters super interesting um She's awesome. Like, I, if you ever need to, you know, plow through something, th- this little A Force run. And I'm not sure if there's more volumes than these two or not, uh, but these two definitely have her fingerprints all over them. Uh, you can tell that. And uh, you know, I'm super excited to talk to her about all these, especially having just had a daughter that is going to grow up, um, you know, being force fed some of this stuff over the years. So uh, she, I want to hear her take on all this. Has she worn the bibs I bought her? Uh, she is not because she is not eating food that would require. Wearing a bib quite yet. I want pictures. What happens? She will wear them. I mean, I I took the trouble of sending a gift to Jacksonville, Florida, dude. Come on. You did great. 
Thank you, buddy. <laughs> All right. And so I so I, I trudged through the Age of X Men, Age of X Man books. Um, this was the Marvelous X Men book. It's it's fine. It, the whole thing goes down to no one can have sex. You go from Faithless to Age of X Men. That's what it comes down to. And then I read I, I, I saw it number seven. This was after a break. Kyle Higgins. Um, no, no. Who did this? Little Gotham. Who are the people? They did uh, Gotham Academy. Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw, is that right? Like that, that. That, that's the one. So um, the, I, I, I have to drop this soon. And I'm, I'm so not connected to it. It looks great. It, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 wonderfully drawn and colored. Um, I think I dropped the story a while back. I think I read maybe three or four issues of it. I just could not get into the story. Uh, but yeah, it, the covers look awesome. The, the interiors look awesome. It's it, it's It could be awesome art. Hanging on your wall somewhere. If you had a bigger apartment than this, but yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's it for the bookies. That's fine. <sighs> this week's weekly news. Marvel Chief says Disney shows. Well, first, I'd, let me start with. So Disney Plus had their big reveal. Uh, it's going to be seven bucks a month or I think it was 70 bucks a year. And they detailed all of the Marvel stuff, which is what is pertinent to this show. So yes. here's, what, here's what we're getting. We're getting the Loki show, which yeah. is supposed to be first. Uh, the show called WandaVision, which is Scarlet Witch and Vision. I like the title. Yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like um, that. There's chatter. It was not officially confirmed in this press gatherings, but chatter that seems to put out there that we will have a Hawkeye series that Jean- that Renner will be a part of, and it will feature Kate Bishop. Okay. I, I think that's actually true now. Okay. That was confirmed? Yeah. All right. So we got that coming. And then they have also have an animated What If series. Or they're just going to tell us some crazy what if stories. I mean, I'm already, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't launch until November. Uh, I don't uh, even think the Loki show will be ready by then. I mean, I love all of it. Yeah. Um, I, good to go. Okay. And then parlaying off of that, Marvel chief Kevin Feige, who probably has a big fat raise by now every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, says the Disney shows will intersect with films in a quote, big way. Okay, fine. Well, it's at least, listen, they clearly they've got big ideas if they're able to convince all these movie actors and actresses to be a part of it. I mean, I mean, it's his job to hype this shit yeah, up. Yeah, either way. I mean, I mean, I think it's big things are happening with this podcast. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that true? In okay. a big way, crossing okay. over. Okay. Uh, FX is why the Last Man series loses showrunners. I hate this. Okay, so I, I read this, and it seems like lots is out the window. Like there, there were whole things planned, and there was a definite uh, what's the word here? Uh, disagreement over direction. And the whole launch has been called into question. Yeah. They claim that they're going to continue on with the same cast, uh, same sort of storyline. Um, it was expected to hit airwaves in 2020. It's currently unclear if it's on track for that. I mean, they released I that mean, photo of it. Like, what I mean, look, happened here? Okay, first of all, if it's not on, on point for 2020, it's 2019 now. We're yeah. talking like, Jesus. How do you – and this is coming from someone who's never worked on a TV show – how do you get this far down the line with the showrunners to only then find out that you've got creative differences? I mean, this is why I don't work in TV shows. So I would just be like, <laughs> let's keep going. Yeah, like it's clear the scripts have already been spec'd out. You've filmed a, a great, a decent yes. amount of it by, by all the reports. Yes. You've teased the imagery. Like clearly you're on board. You've got release dates in 2020. Uh, this just sucks for everybody. Perhaps this, I think this, is this book doomed to like ever hit any sort of screen? I mean, I thought we were, had it all clear. I thought we, so, really, I thought we had it. 
I, 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 me and you, we, we, I thought we had it. <laughs> well, we don't. I know. But, I, but, but it just, it's, it's, it's just, uh, if The Walking Dead can keep going this long, Good I mean, Christ. with anyway. three different shows. Let's not get into that again. I, 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 I this, you can't see this, but I'm, I'm doing hand gestures. I'm so annoyed by, by this. <laughs> well, we did get the first teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Let's oh, make up for it. Oh, lordy. I mean, listen, I know this is not your bag. Star Wars is my is my thing. I mean, <clears throat> I, I I mean, minus the the prequels, I I've just so enjoyed this franchise so much. And I, I mean, I, I realized even people had problems with the last one, the uh, the Last Jedi. I like that one too. So now we're gonna cruise into the, the to, to the basically final arc of this whole thing, and potentially things are gonna happen that I'm very 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 excited about. So me being someone who's not – I enjoy the, these new movies and I've, I've seen them um, not as read up on everything Star Wars. And I've seen all the old movies but don't remember every little detail. Like what sort of Easter eggs did I probably miss in this trailer? Uh, that would be the Emperor laughing at the end of this whole thing. He's okay. back. That's big time. All righty. Also like Lando Calrissian. I mean whatever. I, I'm I, that, That's so exciting. And I'm also like – I mean – I realize that Carrie Fisher died, but the fact that they have found a way to weave her character into this using found footage is just like – I just – I like that too. I, I, I do. Listen, I support you. Thank you. <laughs> we got our first look at Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber's book on Jimmy Olsen, uh, and the, the, the teaser for it reads – Jimmy Olsen, number one, written by Matt Fraction, and art and covered by Steve Lieber, variant covered by Ben Oliver. Jimmy Olsen must die. Wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Jimmy Olsen lives. Superman's best friend and Daily Planet photographer Jimmy Olsen tours the bizarre underbelly of the DC universe in this new miniseries featuring death, destruction, giant turtles, and more. It's a century-spanning whirlwind of weird that starts in Metropolis and ends in Gotham City. And then we kill Jimmy. On sale July 17th. I wish it was out this week. <laughs> uh, I approve of that. So that we haven't fun. seen Fraction at yeah. the big two, right, since no. Hawkeye? Mm. This is a big deal. Yeah, I think so, too. Big deal. And then also, I didn't put in here, but uh, I saw this past week that Tom King has stated that he's officially begun his next miniseries uh, that's going to be along the same lines of the Mr. Miracle Vision. So uh, we got a lot of uh, the, the two biggins to look out for here. Good. And then this story, I'm assuming you read this yes. uh, placed in there. This was super interesting to me. So Kyle Higgins, uh, the oft-talked-about Kyle Higgins of this show, to direct Hadrian's Wall film adaptation. I mean, that's fucking awesome. I love this book. I like the art. I like the direction. Uh, I don't know what he can do by way of film direction, but, uh, I mean, who better, right? I, I wonder if we could get him on the show. This would be, like, was, an interesting uh, conversation to me. I was just thinking that. It's your turn. Yeah. I mean, I could do some reaching out. I don't... I would love to know his background, um, how he goes from like, – has he worked in film before? Is it, There's one thing to have the book optioned, um, and this is being done through independent film studio Gunpowder and Sky through their sci-fi label called Dust. Um, Dust. Dusty. <laughs> so you know, to just go from a creator of a comic book to, hey, you're going to be directing the film adaptation. <laughs> it seems like a super big jump regardless of what his background may be uh, in doing this. I mean this is his feature directorial debut – uh, he's done some short films, apparently. So cool. Yeah, I, I like it. I can't wait. We are Kyle Higgins fans. 
I may, I think we'll be uh, seeing it on some type of streaming service, but that's good too. Yeah, perfect. So listen, that's a quick, uh, quick happy this week, but we are back to doing weekly. We read some books. We got a big interview this week, probably tomorrow, our biggest yet. T- tomorrow. Is that, is that our biggest yet? Don't intimidate me, dude, please. It's the lowest one yet. Thank you. She's, she's feel, a newcomer trying feel, to make her way. I feel very relaxed. Trying, listen, to, crack, she, trying to crack the big two. First of all, you know I was stressed about Francesca Root Dots, and why did you do Come on. <laughs> well, it's going to be great. Got a lot of things to talk to Kelly Thompson about. She is one of our faves, and uh, it's going to be an exciting day. So we look forward to uh, releasing that as well. Until then, uh, hit us up at TooManyComics.com. Find us online. We're always uh, looking to chat. I've been reading too many comics.